Hello and welcome to this Friday edition of Chapter by Chapter Podcast for the Great Hunt. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my good friend and co-host, Steve. How you doing? Friday, it's Friday, man. I am now a professional Pokemon photographer. I've been on an <laughs> ecological survey. Documenting thousands of different species. So, Actually, I've only got like 40 of them. I I I I still don't know what uh Pokemon Snap Snap really is. So it really is just like you're just going around the world in Pokemon and just taking pictures. And it's yeah, it's essentially just like a wildlife photography game, but it's Pokemon. Mm. And I am about it. I was I was trying to talk to Kate about it because I know you were well we're we're starting later than I uh than we originally planned today because you were out on a safari, a little Pokemon I safari was. this morning. Uh, Listen, and, I took a picture of a little Pikachu. I put a hat on him. It was adorable. Man, I'm not mad at you. Look, I get it. You got you got priorities. You got goals. Go nuts, man. But Listen, I want you guys Kate. Need to get, get it for Kate. She'll marry you. You want to get married? I think I do. She'll marry you. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I'll keep that in Is mind. Is she interested in it? Well, here's the thing. Like, Kate's very much... Kate and I are very similar in the fact that whenever something new comes around, we're very resistant to the idea. Yeah, so these, I was trying guys to expl- did, the, these two own a Nintendo Switch, and they chose not to buy Animal Crossing last year in COVID. Yeah, we bought that. Doom. We brought we Doom, we bought Doom instead. instead. <laughs> yeah, a solid she 10 loves hours. Doom. A solid 10 hours of gameplay in the campaign night there. You know how many hours I've clocked in Animal Crossing? 700! <laughs> My God, man. That's... Realistically, I think I'm sitting somewhere around 580, 586. I know that's incredibly specific for a guess. I, uh, I think the most I've ever spent in a game is maybe around 180, and that's Witcher three. I think you're. I think that you are incredibly wrong about that. But what do you, what do you think I did? What, what more? No, I'm not being accusatory or like uh, being resistance. Last but, time uh, I checked my playtime in Overwatch, the game Overwatch people, which was <laughs> like two years ago, the last time I checked, and it was at 32 days. Oh my god. <laughs> but I've been playing that game since like 2016. Yeah, and I remember there was like a period of time where you were going non-stop with Overwatch, like practically every day for like a year. Don't say that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that out there. Hey, I wanted to ask you a question, actually, because um, I respect I respect your opinions for the most part. Well, at least someone um, does. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, so Kate and I just finished twin the second season of Twin Peaks, and we're going to take a break before oh, wow. jumping into the third season. Uh, and we need to watch Firewalk with me before we do that as well. And I don't yep. know where to find Firewalk with me. Uh, really? I probably can just rent it on the. I can give it to you. I got the Blu-ray. Perfect. Okay. Uh, then that might be something we watch next weekend. But we're going to take a little bit of a break because second season of Twin Peaks is doozy. It's great. Let me tell it you. Is. It's a it's a shark jumper for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the back half of it, it, it is. That's a, like There's a lot of skippable stuff there. That whole Wyndham Earl thing. Nah, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But the thing that I noticed about the second season of Twin Peaks is that it's two seasons built into one. Because the first season's only 
six or seven episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly short. Season two and is then, like twenty. Yeah, season two is like twenty-two episodes, and half of that season, half of that season, really is dealing with the stuff that's going on in the first season, and the second half of that season is completely different. Like it's oh, it's it, like new characters. It's like yeah, it's like a brand new show. So uh, well, wait for season three. You're gonna. Love I know. It. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> So before we get into season three, we were thinking like maybe there's something that we can do between then. Uh, it might take a little bit of time, but at least it won't be as like mind altering as Twin Peaks is. And I wanted to get your opinion on what show to go next. I was thinking my humble opinion was uh, I think we should jump into Lost. Of course. Get into but it. At least, you, a, at least the seen, first three seasons. You've seen it all, haven't you? Not for like. 12 years not i haven't seen an episode lost since the last episode lost aired on television and which was i think 11 years ago yeah yeah somewhere around Lost there. is good i mean nope. you know i love loss lots of people hate loss if you're listening and you say hate loss listen it's okay it's okay to have wrong opinions <laughs> you can come back you can make your way but back. i was like you have to go back if if kate if kate can get through like kate was originally resistant to twin peaks because it was a really mind bending, really mind bending show. But if we can get through Twin Peaks together, then Lost should be a pretty easy cakewalk. Well, yeah, Lost know? is a completely different flavor. I mean, it do, it has mysteries and stuff, and it has weird weird things. But a lot of them do get explained. They do get explained, people, regardless of the you're saying they don't. <laughs> Every, pretty much, most things do. Twin Peaks, they don't explain like anything. So no. sometimes no. there's just a. A man's head turns into a tiny little golden ball, and they don't say a word about it. <laughs> That's just what happens. Uh, yeah, that season two finale is bonkers. It's the best episode of that second half, but it is bonkers. Oh, my God. So we need to take a break. I think we should do Lost, I, but sh- she wanted to do uh, Hannibal. Lost is six seasons. Season three of Twin Peaks is one season. You just watch that. I'm telling you, do you want story? Do you want intrigue? Do you want captivating characters? Twin Peaks season three has none of that. <laughs> it's a different experience altogether. It's, it's beyond your understanding. It's beyond your comprehension. All right, chapter 15. Chapter 15. <laughs> Kinslayer. This one's great. So this one... We're still in. We're still with Rand, Loyal, and Huron, and they're still in the uh, the this if world. You know, this world in between, which we are calling um, Pan's Labyrinth until we have a better name for it. Absolutely, they're still in Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, right now, there this this uh, this chapter gives me at least the first little bit some play for your supper vibes. You know, they're just yep, we get trudging to... along. You know, uh, we even get. We even get a couple of songs in this. We get you know? the loot. Loyal. We get the flute. Loyal. We get the flute, and Loyal sings a little hymn that turns a tree into a into a bow so staff, it's... or like a, <laughs> a, <laughs> into a fucking. Pretty sure he turns it into an AK forty-seven. <laughs> Loyal starts doing his tree singing thing again, um, like we saw in Eye of the World, where he just started singing Smash Mouth. Just saying, I'm walking. It ain't no joke. Da 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 da. And it made trees grow, so we can't question it. And he's doing it again, but this time Rand is backing 
with a flute. He's got flute backing melodies. <laughs> this this is actually kind of cool because it's the first time we ever see Loyal, and even Rand mentions this, Loyal actually accepting violence in some way. Because we've never seen Loyal be the guy that to fight and this time he has a bow staff and you know what i think he knows i think he knows how to use this I thing think he know i think he knows how to use it if he just go if he just hulks out at one point he just starts swinging the bow staff around that'd be amazing i love that he can just sing to a tree and it'll just make him a make him a weapon like that you know well could he sing to the trees and make the roots come out of the ground and bind people He's got a beautiful voice. You know, I was thinking, like... What happens if you get 200 O'Gear to all sing Smash Mouth at the same time? Uh, you solve global warming. That's what happens. The trees all come back. Oxygen fills the air. Mm. Fresh air. Mm. Feel that? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Gardens. Mm. Gardens for miles. All right? Ooh, what's you that? got plums. What's that? Chamomile in the air? Mm. Peaches. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to pick a cherry off this tree. Oregano, as far as the eye can see, you know? I got some oregano. Like, I got some fucking oregano in here. Yeah, I I love this new power. Uh, well, it's not new power, but like just the same thing. Do, what do you think Loyal Sands like singing? We probably made this joke already in the first season, but I forget. Um, Might as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> I was like thinking that. more like... Have you ever listened to Crash Test Dummies? That you know what? Canadian alt rock band? No, I haven't. I've made it 33 years and I've avoided it entirely. I haven't had to listen to it. They're a bad band. Sorry yeah, for anybody that's to. a big fan. <laughs> if anybody's no, big into Crash Test more Dummies. More so but, than uh, just sorry to the fans. Sorry. I mean, if you're listening, because I don't know what the Crash Test Dummies are doing, but you're more, more successful than I am. Oh, I'm yeah. just a dummy. I had a Crash Test Dummy. I ain't been in no test. Well, the the a lead crash. singer of Crash Test Dummies is known for a very 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 low voice, like really low. He sings super baritone, maybe not okay. baritone. I don't know the technical terms, but he sings baritone. super low, and uh, pretty pretty much. And I listened to a song. They have two famous songs. One song I like a little bit more called Superman. And it's basically about Superman dying and everybody going to his funeral. Oh, there's too many songs named Superman. Oh yeah, I know. And then they have another song. Wait for the wait for this name. This is their most famous song. It's called Hulk. Hmm 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 hmm. Let me repeat that. The song is called Hmm 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 hmm. With an H. Three M. Three M's followed by three M's. Oh, follow by crash test dummies can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I, and the uh, the the chorus of that song goes. Well, you know, we're chorus. just here doing a podcast, so you know, we're just talking about books. People got to do something. Oh man! But anyways, that's the kind of voice I think I hear when Loyal sings. He's got that crash test dummies super baritone. I think he sounds like Charlie Tuna. From Jurassic Five, the hip hop group. I think people, Charlie if you don't know who, who Charlie Tuna is or how he sounds, go check it out. Go type in YouTube Charlie Tuna. These are the most chocolatiest 
most chocolatey voice <laughs> in hip hop. So moving on, Loyal sings a song. He gets his bow staff. You know, uh, Loyal's prepared for war. You know, one book he never leaves house the house with is Sun Tzu, Art of War. Yeah, and you know, that's always with him. He also Call of Duty chapters every night. Call of Duty Modern Warfare strategy guide. Yeah, that's always with him. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that there's that point. There's Rand singing with the uh, Rand singing with the flute. You know, what what makes you think that Tom is going to be in this land? Like Tom, like what if what the, makes what me if, think? Yeah, well, not makes you think. Sorry, like, do you think that Tom is going to be in here? You know what I mean? Like after that fight with the mirror draw, he gets teleported here, and he's been here for the last like six months or whatever, or however long Whoa, it, it, it's yeah. been. That checks out. And and he's gonna, he's like, he's been there forever, and he's, he's got like a wife. become, and he's got like three kids. <laughs> I think more like uh, survival on the land. You know, like he's where he's so. They're going to get attacked at one point, you know, they're going to be walking around. Eventually they'll come up Eventually, to Trollocs yeah. or Dark Friends or something. Or a Pan's then, Labyrinth creature eating grapes. Yeah. Then Tom's going to burst out of the burned, the burned uh, bushes and start and he'll have like his hood up and Ram be like, who is that? It'll be really quiet. I know he's here a blow in the wind and then faintly they'll just hear like, Barracuda starts playing, and then out of nowhere, out of the bushes, Tom comes flying out. And then it's like El Mariachi, or then it's like Desperado, or Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Those are three movies. It's a trilogy, Robert Rodriguez, or Benicio del Toro kills people with his guitar. And that's what we're going to see is Tom in a Benicio del Toro wig. Waving around a guitar. Bam, bam, bam. Taking everyone out. Cheech Marin's there, because he's always there. We've established this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, no, you're. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think, yeah, absolutely. Barracuda's going to start playing. He's going to tear some ass. And then Tom is going to be part of the party for the rest of the group. Or for the rest yeah. of the story. You've unlocked if Tom. that happens. I don't know, but there's probably... a the people listening right now just going like, you idiot. None of that's going to happen. They're going to find it. That's why it's fun. They'll find it. They like to listen to us because they like to call us idiots. We are idiots, aren't we? I mean, that's I for am. them to decide. Really? I'll, des- I'll decide. I'll decide. I'll decide for myself. Okay? I'll decide. <laughs> I'm, I'm running this. I'll so, decide. Episode, this is episode like 130 of this show, everyone. That's how many of these we've done. And we're, sitting and we're still going, not better. I'll decide. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. <laughs> so let's get into the meat, meat and potatoes of this chapter. And that is when Rand is walking out into, he's taking watch, you know, keeping his eye out on this barren wasteland that, you know, it could be, you know, it's, we think it's Pan's Labyrinth. Equally as plausible, Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know? that's more likely, actually. <laughs> Yeah, much Considering all the burn there. marks everywhere, but that's all just cigarettes. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Saskatchewan. Um, but he goes out. He's doing his watch thing. Then Balzaban shows up, and he's wearing a mask, which makes me think that 
the Egwene's dream. You remember Egwene's dream a couple back, a couple episodes mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a dream of somebody with a mask on. I thought originally it was that guy, the forsaken dude from eye of the world that had a mask, that laughing mask thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think she was also having a dream about Balsamon and that forsaken dude is straight up gone. She, now. I think she was having a dream about Jim Carrey in the mask. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> Do you want any other quotes from that movie other than smoking? Cause I don't, uh, uh, I know the Cuban Pete, My like dance number. Cuban Pete. <laughs> they call me Cuban hey! Pete. Oh, I'm yeah. the king of the rampa Pete. The king. That's in the mask. Yeah, that's in the mask where he gets all the cops. No, to but that's like everything. a song. That's not like an original mask. Number. No, no, it's not original. It's not original mask number. But so that then song, that's not a quote I, from the mask. That's I mean, a song that's in the mask. We're splitting hairs here, man. We're splitting masks again. Again, like episode 130. What, what if he says, I am your father, referencing Darth Vader, but it's a quote in that movie? You know yeah, what I mean? I want to talk about that so, because that's what it, that's great you said that. Because this chapter gives off major Darth Vader vibes when, when he takes the helmet off. Not necessarily Darth yeah. Vader, but when he takes the I mask off. I was thinking off, that. I was expecting it to be Luke Skywalker's face. Not Rand's face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that same sort of thing when Luke Skywalker chops off Darth Vader's head, ding, and he looks mm. in the mask and he sees his own face. Goes no, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. This does have that no! Yoda or Dagobah tree sequence thing, you know, C- just coming and facing your mortal enemy. Except um, it doesn't because it's not Rand's face I mean, under there. No, 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 I, but. What Balsamon is saying here is that they're connected forever. Like Rand can't get away. That's all he ever fucking says. We know. Hey, Balsamon. That's true. We know. Get the fuck out of here. All you do is disappear and go, Through history, time and time again, we have fought and I will kill you. And it's like, cool. Cool. (laughs) I think the the strategy he's using. Labyrinth right now. We got a grape man. We got a goat man over there telling me what's up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that guy shows up in a mask and he's like, I'm fucking spooky. Ah. <laughs> Keeps calling him loose there and tell him on. Here's the thing. Here's my question. Okay. Who the fuck is loose there and tell him on? He's like, oh he's just what? The first dragon? Uh, I think he's the most pop. The most popular one. I don't know. Maybe exactly. he's the first one. Is he one. the most popular? Is he the first one? Is Rand even a person? Or is he loose there in Telamon? He we know he is, but is but is he is he void of a of a of a of a personality, of free will? No matter what, is he on his destined path where his where his life is already carved out because mm. he's being reincarnated because he keeps getting killed by an evil man in a mask? I don't know. I'm frustrated. <laughs> no, I, 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 I really appreciate you just, just doing that. I, uh, I feel sorry for your roommates. They're probably going through a lot right now. <laughs> Listen, there's no one home right now. Well, that's good. I just realized that. Um, I didn't like plan that. <laughs> it's not why I started screaming. Uh, no, but it, it is, definitely helped. It, it is, and then you know, Basilmon goes on to this, to tell Ran, "Hey, I'm Basilmon. You're Blue Sarentalmon." 
I'm Darth Vader. You're Luke Skywalker. We're good. We're I'm we're good and evil. We fight. You lose. But this time, when you lose, it's over for good. When you die this time, no reincarnation. Why? I don't know. I think the different thing that Balzaman is playing with with Rand this time is teaching him how to use the one power. I don't think he's done that before, but now that he knows that Rand has access to the one power, and I don't think the White Tower is planning on training him so much because they can't really access the same power that he's accessing. You know what I mean? The difference between side in and side... Like, difference between side in and side R. But Balzaman can help with that. But Rand is doing what every every, uh, person faced with a question or challenge uh, should do is deny, deny the, deny the whole thing. Forget it ever happened and run away from your problems. Mm -hmm. It works. It works every single time. Trust me. (laughs) If you can get yourself into some sort of void parallel realm of existence, that's great. You can avoid all of your responsibilities there. When you come back, Mm. they'll still be here. But in, in Pan's Labyrinth, there's nothing but grapes and monsters. <laughs> in, in, Pokemon, in Pokemon Snap, it's only taking pictures. It's only <laughs> looking for cute Listen, little animals. I saw some Pokemon trying to kill other Pokemon this morning. It broke oh my, my heart. God. They were eating them. <laughs> eating them alive. The chapter ends with Rand. He has his uh, hand on the sword of his, or his hands on the hilt of his sword. And the sword heats up from Balsamon magic. And it uh, burns a harem mark into his palm into his which hand. is like if i was ran i'd be like oh enough okay i get it yeah fuck off with I'm... the birds <laughs> and also it's just like how many times does robert jordan have to like keep alluding to the fact that rand is the chosen one like every single time rand is talking it's always well, referring to <clears throat> him being the chosen one this is the like, thing is that in the first book there was a lot of illusion for the reader that rand was the chosen one in mm-hmm. this book, there's a lot of illusion for the character that Rand is the chosen one. Yeah, but we already know this, and it's established for us, so it's just exactly. kind of redundant for the. It's just redundant for the reader. Yep. All right. Sure well, is. it is that is what it is. There's one last thing I want to talk about. It's about food, right? Okay. They talk a little bit about their dried meats and crackers, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they made it th- the way that Robert Jordan wrote it. I felt kind of bad because, you know, dried meat and crackers don't have to be boring. And the way no, he wrote can, it, it sounded boring. In fact, be pretty good. Now, dried meat. Does he mean jerky? What is dried meat? I think he means jerky. Dry ribs? Maybe some dry ribs. You got a dry rib situation? <laughs> yeah, they just got like 300 dry ribs. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was thinking here. I was like, okay, what can what can we do to help our heroes have a little more fun with their with their traveling snacks? So, mm-hmm. and you've you've mentioned charcuterie boards. I don't know how many times in this in this series. Yeah, before. well, I mean, it's just great because as you're traveling, you could scoop up a cucumber, a couple carrots. You might have to steal a couple things from a from a farm on your way, but hey, <laughs> you do what you do. You you, you know. Cucumber, carrots, couple beets. Chop them all up. Mm. Vegetables. Well, there's here here's here's the key to a perfect charcuterie board. 
right? You need to be, you can't just grab random things. Otherwise you're just going to, you're going to have one, you're going to have too much of one thing and not enough of another, right? The key to a charcuterie board is balancing different flavors against each other. Charcuterie boards is a balancing game between savory and sweet, sour and salty, bitter and spicy. You can also just have a savory plate, a savory charcuterie board. You don't have to. That's the beauty. It doesn't always have to have all of them, especially if you are on the run from evil monster wizards and you just have to steal cucumbers and have a little snack. I'm just telling. I'm just trying to say that they don't have to limit their imagination. All right. What you want now? Is I'm getting this. Inf- I'm getting this information from a website called The Rising Spoon. So, Ooh. Uh, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> I'm getting this web. I'm getting this website. I'm getting this information. From years of experience of eating charcuterie boards, so you can go fuck off. All right. Okay, so talk to, talk to me about your charcuterie board for for the team for the group here. All right, what what can they do to to expand their palate, have a little more fun? Olives. Yet, olives is a good one. Grapes. Wild olives. Wild olives. You need a you need a bunch of fruits. You need apples. You need oranges. You need pears. You need mm. some berries. You need some berries to contrast the apples and pears. You need some strawberries. You need some raspberries. You need some blueberries. A sprinkle on top. I think before any any uh, team goes out on a journey, they need to carry with them a jar of jalapeno jam. Jalapeno jam is great. You can put it on. You can put it on toast. Yeah, why not? Don't let your mind limit your possibilities. Yep. Um, like David Lynch. Yeah, I think I think they, I think they can do a little bit better with their charcuterie board magic. Uh, they need to keep their eyes open. Now it's a little harder for Matt and Rand and uh, Huron because they are in Saskatchewan and there's not a lot of well, fruit going technically, on. Technically, though, Huron could use his violence sniffer to look for animal slaughter and find where people got you know got the pork got the venison he could scout it out he and he like that smells in like all sausage. seriousness with the rules set up in this book he should be able to animal violence should still be violence yeah any sort of hunting yeah yeah he should be yeah. able to get does uh well i mean technically speaking if you're pulling you know onions out of the ground doesn't that count um, you know, it's I guess a root. maybe you're, we got to we got to ask, ask loyal on that one. Well, uh, it depends on the type of onion you're getting. Why you're is loyal bane? I don't understand. <laughs> it's the only impression I've got now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about. Eventually, it. every every impression I have just eventually just goes into bane. Mine all go back to David Lynch, so I get it. <laughs> All right, that's everything I want to talk about today. Steve, wrap it up. All right, well, it's been a long week, hasn't it? I want you all to tuck yourselves in, take a nap. We had a couple bad episodes, but it wasn't that yes. bad. Don't say that! <laughs> Lies! <laughs> deny, uh, deny, deny. Everyone, I want you to have a good weekend. Thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate it and cannot do this without you. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Chap by Chap. 
as we've mentioned, we're trying to raise those Instagram numbers. So please, if uh, you are not following us, give us a follow on Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcasts. And we will see you back for Chapter 16. In the Mirror of Darkness! At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.